This is the Truth Talks podcast, but this is a little bit different from our regular format. This is going to be called the Truth Talks Reads. And uh, who I have with me today is who I always have, uh, the shepherd of the house called Belcroft Bible Church. and uh, Church. Church. Huh? Church, man. That's, that's the church, the yeah, house. The house. The church. house of God. Yeah. See, it's no, I can't say the house of God. Uh, it's all good. Okay. The church, man. The, 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 the place of worship. There you How go. How about that? There you go. The, the, I guess I'd say the house of worship. <laughs> the, the place of worship. Uh, I'm, I'm coming off of uh, David, uh, you know, being uh, in, the, in, in the house of God, you yeah, know. That's then, it. Yeah. So, all right. Anyway, here we go. This is what we're doing. Uh, just a building, man. Just, just a building. Just a building. Yeah. That's, um, all, that's all I'm saying. Good, good. <laughs> So what we're actually going to do is just just talk through a few things, man. Uh, we uh, have a bunch of resources that we actually want to present to you. We are not getting paid by any of the authors. In fact, in fact some of the authors are actually dead. <laughs> <laughs> I wish we could pay them. <laughs> yeah, they, they deserve they, it. They yeah, deserve really it. good books. Amen. But we're just going to talk through a few uh, books that we would suggest for you to read. And um, uh, one thing that has benefited me a lot is actually reading uh, a lot of books and uh, learning and and growing. And uh, as we we talk through a lot of things, uh, you know, a lot of subjects, uh, getting another understanding on it is a really good thing. So Matt, you have, uh, I asked you for just a few books and you, you bought like half the library, uh, on, well, half of one shelf off of, out of your office <laughs> in here. So, uh, what do you have and, uh, what would be these, uh, what would be the reason why I would read some of these books? Yeah. Well, I, I get asked that question quite a bit. You know, if I only had three, four, five books, to read what would they be or pastor I, you know i want to what are what are the three most important books i should read besides the bible mm-hmm. of course you know the one, number one book we need to be reading and we don't read enough is the scriptures mm-hmm. my fear with books and i i'm cataloging digitally cataloging all of my books now and it's kind of scary to see how many books i i own I, <laughs> my library is extensive and yeah. growing mm-hmm. but my fear is always that that I'm I'm reading more books about the Bible and not reading the Bible. Mm-hmm. So I, I have to guard myself and my heart all the time as a pastor, as someone who whose currency in life is words and books. Mm-hmm. So I mean that's that's where I live. Yeah. So I just it, that caution needs to always be said, mm-hmm. right? There is nothing more we need in life and godliness than we've already been given in Christ through his word. Mm-hmm. Uh you know, 2 Peter 1, 3 and 4 declares that emphatically. And Second uh, Timothy, two, three, sixteen, seventeen. This yeah. it's the scripture mm-hmm. that completes us. Scripture that matures us. Following the word is what uh, makes us complete in Christ. Right. Mm-hmm. That's why we've been given the word, and we have all that we need. So just that needs to be clear. That being said, we have been blessed in our day and age to be at a time and a place where we have so many sound resources. Now we have a lot that are not sound, and. Uh, <laughs> constantly purging books all the time yeah. right and helping others do the same and there's nothing wrong with throwing away books mm-hmm. i will throw all the books away for you if need be <laughs> i have no problem <laughs> of getting rid of bad books cuz there are myriads and as solomon said you know that wise man once said to the uh, uh, writing of books it is endless mm-hmm. right and there are many books that should have never been written and there are many books that need to be thrown away yeah and sad. so i don't have a problem with that at all 
However, there are a lot of good resources out there, and we need to avail ourselves to them. Mm -hmm. And uh, so you asked me to pull some books, and I'm going to start which what I think would be the number one book that every Christian should read, Mm -hmm. should know, should consume uh, apart from Scripture. And if you only had one book to read uh, with Scripture, it would be this book. I, I don't think I would read anything other than this book if I only had one. What's, and, the, what's the book? And it would be Pilgrim's what's, Progress, John Bunyan's. That was Pilgrim's a really Progress. long setup. You, you, I'm you sorry. Had, you had us waiting on the edge. I, like, didn't what's mean, the... I didn't mean to do that. <laughs> it's just I, I love this book. It's yeah. my favorite book outside of Scripture. I, I don't know how many times I've read it. I don't know how many times I quote from it in different sermons, right? Mm-hmm. It's just I, my mind is so saturated with this book as it is Scripture. Like I just see it. I can see the 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 metaphors that Bunyan uses and Bunyan I, I, of uh, there's a couple Puritans that I really am drawn to and Bunyan is one of them for mm-hmm. multiple reasons mm-hmm. and um, you know one of my children is named after you know the character in this book and so I'm thankful for this book it has been a great solace to me and many times in my life and so I would encourage as I have our people here and many have read this book or or have learned to cherish this book at our church because they hear me talk about it so much. Mm-hmm. We give it away often different copies of this to teenagers as they graduate high school or whatnot. This mm-hmm. is this is what we put in their hands. And mm-hmm. so I I think every Christian should read Pilgrim's Progress at least five times in their lifetime if Mm. not more Mm. i try to read it every so many years it is that good it is worth your time it is a blessing it is uh an allegory that john bunyan wrote while he was in prison falsely imprisoned as a minister of the gospel Mm -hmm. and from his prison cell he wrote this book this is the number one selling book next to the bible of wow. all time. I didn't know that. Absolutely. There is no other book that's come close to this. Hmm. And this is only surpassed by the scriptures. Yeah. Vastly sur- for surpassed by the scriptures. Mm-hmm. 500, roughly uh, 500 years old, or pushing 500 years old, mm-hmm. uh, or 400 years old, I should say. And um, um, uh, written in the uh, mid-1600s. And uh, just, a, just a great book in helping the believer wrestle through life, because mm-hmm. that's what it is. It's a journey, Christian's journey from the city of destruction to the celestial city. And so uh, really, really helpful Good. in uh, pushing uh, and focusing uh, the believer on the gospel and on scripture mm-hmm. and on fighting the fight of faith. So right. for sure. Progress Progress by John Bunyan. Yes, and there's a myriad of, of versions, and I have a, a number that I think are better than others, but I'll leave that for another podcast. Gotcha. All right, next book would be number two on the list that I think every believer should read, and these should be in their uh, libraries at home and in their heart, and that would be J.C. Ryle's Holiness. Mm-hmm. I think I, I love J.C. Ryle on many levels. He's one of my go-to guys. If I, if I have time to read, I will often find myself reading Ryle. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he is so helpful. He, he's one of the guys, and I've done this in our church in the middle of a sermon. I'll read a quote and ask people, where do you think that? When do you think that was written? And, you know, everybody always is like, yeah, you know, this century, now. And, of course, no, right? He's Mm -hmm. an old dead guy. But he writes with so much clarity and biblical conviction that it's timeless often what he writes. Again, and John MacArthur just was so good at teaching us this about always trying to, to speak 
in such a biblical manner that your words are timeless, mm-hmm. right? Because if it's biblical, it's timeless. Yeah. And Ryle is one, you know, that I have seen and read and watched in the sense of his works are timeless because mm-hmm. he's so biblically saturated. His work on holiness, this that's the title of the book, is I think second to none. Um, mm. on the topic of holiness, which is the whole point of the Christian life. Yeah. It's the whole call of the gospel. Mm-hmm. This book um, is, uh, it's not an easy read by way of it. It's hard hitting. Mm-hmm. It will, it will have you searching the scriptures and searching your heart to see if you are truly of the faith. And that's a good thing. Yeah. And so uh, I think everyone should read it multiple times good. in their life. Mm-hmm. And um, I, um, I, I, I just, I, quote from this a lot and um what i should have had you do is go backwards like go yeah. number 10 and then go up so we did one two and this is the third one the yeah. bible being you know number one pilgrim's progress being number two uh holiness by jc ryle is uh number three so i'm gonna actually have you go to 10 uh here in a second <laughs> are you going to read me a quote I, I, out was, of it? I was going to but our time is yeah uh, I'll, I'll do th- we'll do that another day we'll go back We'll pull these out. We'll read. We'll read a quote or two from each one. Okay, that might be good. That'll be good. So, yeah. for, uh, number ten, what would you uh, make uh, number ten? Uh, man, I, I'm out. Of, I'm lost in our count. Like I didn't put these in order, so I don't know. I don't know if this would be number ten or. But it's on the list. Okay. All right. Let's just say it that way. So right. we'll just throw it in number ten. But I don't even know where it, on my list, just because it's sitting next to me. And mm-hmm. um, this is more of a practical today parenting book. Mm-hmm. As it as I was once a children's pastor, and still I still am in many ways because I love our children and seeking to encourage them. But there are a number of really good helps for parenting today. But one that I find myself recommending and giving away all the time is John MacArthur's book. What does the Bible say about parenting? I just feel like. These are essentially, uh, this was his sermon uh, series through Ephesians uh, 5 and 6, and and just they turned it into a book, and it's just really helpful. Mm -hmm. I've read so many books on parenting uh, over the years because of having uh, to do a lot of of counseling and parenting and marriage and whatnot as a a family pastor, but um, this book... There are there are a number of good ones even now written by you know authors today, but mm-hmm. this one is the one I'm constantly going back to yeah. and recommending again. It's just so helpful. Why? Because it's so biblical. Mm-hmm. So I think every parent should have this a copy of this on their shelf, mm-hmm. and more importantly, reading it and and learning from it. Along with that, I think another book that again because parenting is such a biblical parenting is such a deep need in our church and churches and in our world. Another book that I think every pastor should know, every uh, church should have, and every uh, parent should be conversant with is one by Dennis Gunderson. It's called Your Child's Profession of Faith. Um, I've given I don't know how many copies of this book out. It's constantly going out of my off my shelf and into the hands of our people. What was the author's name? Dennis Gunderson, mm-hmm. Your Child's Profession of Faith. Um, when we do a parent dedication, I usually put this in the hands of the parents. You said parent dedication. Yes, when we do a parent dedication, that's usually I usually end up giving this away. We got to do a whole podcast about parent dedication. Yes, now. yeah, thank we, you. Yeah, that that'll be good. <laughs> but um, <clears throat> um, anyway, this is really good because it deals most specifically with two topics: a child's profession of faith and the reality of baptism. Mm-hmm. Right, and in the sense of a child comes to you and prays a prayer to, uh, uh, you know 
confess Christ and what does a parent do with that when a six year old does that? Mm-hmm. Does that parent just automatically then write that date down in the Bible in the fly leaf of the Bible and say you're now saved? Hmm. Or what does a parent do when a ten year old comes and says, I'm ready to be baptized? How does a parent respond to that? Does a parent say, Great, let's fill up the pool, let's go out back and I'll baptize you? Right? Is that is that the biblical response? What should what should we do? And these are real life questions that any of us who have parented for any amount of time and you're a believer, this is this is what you have to deal with. Yeah, and that's yeah. a good thing. But mm-hmm. how you respond is imperative. Mm-hmm. And sadly, many parents respond unbiblically and don't help the child along. Yeah. And so this is, it, again, it's, it's, it's a good book. It's not a hard read. It's just a little over 100 pages, literally. Mm-hmm. And um, it's excellent. Excellent. It has a whole section in the back about uh, questions you should ask your child when they ask to be baptized. So just very practical, very helpful. And um, so I would recommend that. That's um, good. Yeah, there's another book um, I didn't bring over, and I'm trying to think of the, the title of it. We can um, save it for next time if you, if you want to do yeah, that. Yeah. Because there's I'll, so many. I'll bring it up, but it's a J.C. Ryle book on parenting. It's actually a little pamphlet, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I hand that out with this one, Child's Profession of Faith, because the Ryle one on parenting is, is again, excellent. So, hmm, so yeah. All right, what we got next? All right, next one, uh, more theologically uh, driven now, would be um, uh, A.W. Tozer's book, The Knowledge of the Holy. Okay. So um, I would uh, I would definitely uh, recommend this one. This is uh, this is really a good this is a good book to start. So if you if you have limited knowledge on on the person and work of God. Because this is this book is totally on theology proper, which is a study of God, mm-hmm. the God, God the Father, mm-hmm. and um, if you have limited knowledge on that and you're not really sure, um, this is this is a good starting point. I would highly recommend uh, this, not as your ultimate resource, but as a starting resource. This is a good place to begin. Um, it, it's it's literally a hundred pages or a little over a hundred pages. And uh, but um, it it is a good way to get you uh, beginning to be immersed in the person and work of God. I don't I don't sometimes I don't like Tozer's style. Some ways I do. Other other ways I don't. Um, Tozer can be he can use some mystical language at times, Mm -hmm. which I don't think is helpful. And uh, but uh, but you can wrestle through that. Uh, He wasn't a mystic at all, but in the day in which he wrote, there was that kind of language was uh, commonplace. And so that comes up in his uh, in his writing from time to time, which Mm -hmm. I don't think is helpful today because so much mysticism is confusing in the contemporary church. But uh, not so much in knowledge of the holy in his other book, The Pursuit of God, it comes up quite a bit. And I didn't and I don't think that's helpful, um, even though there's good things in that book. But the knowledge of the holy has less of that. But it's a good place to start. And so I often, for young believers who are beginning to study uh, the person and work of God, I often will recommend this. And again, it's not your final resource, but it's a good starting point. Right. This, this book was huge in catapulting me in my study of theology because sure. all it did was drive me further into the Word. I want to know more about that. I want to know more about that. Mm-hmm. So it's really, really helpful. And so I just think every believer should be conversant with, with uh, of course, God the Father. But... Uh, that that book is helpful, and then yeah, that a book was a, that was the knowledge of the holy by A. A. W. Tozer. Tozer. Yep, and okay. then another book along that along that lines, which is which is better, 
than A.W. Tozer's book, The Knowledge of the Holy, meaning it goes into more detail Mm -hmm. and gives you a better scriptural footing. Uh, Tozer's book is almost... It's almost crazy to even think of it this way because he, he gets he goes deep at times, but it's more devotional in the sense of the chapters are two, three pages long max. So there's like 20, I don't know, 25 chapters, I think. There's 23 chapters. There's 23 chapters, and they average, I think, at most five pages long. <laughs> so it's not a deep, it's not a deep book, right? right. When, you're, when you're writing on the sovereignty of God and you only write four pages, you know you're not really going deep. Mm-hmm. Right. But yet the way he words it, it, it will leave you like going, I have to read that again yeah. because he writes deep. Mm-hmm. Right. And so he's just not going to answer a lot of questions for you. Now, take the next book, which is J.I. Packer's book, Knowing God. This book is a classic uh, of our day. Um, again, everybody should have it uh, on their shelf. Uh, it's a must read. Um, just so, so helpful on uh studying the the person and work of God. And um, just, again, if you read A.W. Tozer and then you turn and read Knowing God, you'll be well on your way mm-hmm. and to uh, a sound study of the person and work of God. And then if you take R.C. Sproul's book, The Holiness of God, mm-hmm. and you, you bring that into all three, you know, then you have three, the trifecta of 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 uh, books on the person and work of God, you'll have a really sound uh, understanding, biblical understanding of the person and work of God. Mm-hmm. Knowledge of the Holy kind of starting you off, knowing God, kind of filling it out, and then R.C. Sproul's Holiness of God. It, I mean, it, it doesn't get much better than that, yeah. <laughs> that, that book mm-hmm. on the holiness of God. It will it will have you on your knees and weeping before our holy God. It's, it's, it's just so good. So, yeah, those there. And then... Um, by way of counseling, and there's a, that's a whole other section of books that we should be reading because the Bible commands us to counsel one another. First Thessalonians 5, we're commanded to admonish one another. That's where we get the word Greek word nutheo. Mm-hmm. We're literally you know, counseling, admonishing, encouraging one another. Mm-hmm. There's a really, really just very sound, helpful book that should be in everyone's library, in every church, in the hands of every believer. It's called Instruments in the Redeemer's Hands. It's by Paul David Tripp, and it is, I can't recommend it enough. Um, Every time I give it out or have recommended it, everybody comes back and says, I cannot cannot stop reading it. Mm -hmm. I cannot put that book down. It it is really, really helpful. And so I would highly recommend that in the realm of counseling, understanding that we are instruments in the Redeemer's hands. We are uh, here to help one another grow in the grace and the knowledge of the Lord Christ. That's mm-hmm. why we assemble together. That's why we walk together. That's why we live together. Mm-hmm. And uh, sadly, we don't do that. It's usually all about us, not about us serving one another. Mm-hmm. But this book does a really good job of confronting that and then demonstrating, okay, how do we help one another change? That was Paul David Tripp, you said? Paul David Tripp. Okay. Yep, yep. So that is... Uh, that is just, uh, yeah, just a really good resource. So, counseling. Is that the guy with the really thick mustache? Uh, I can't. Is that the I, other trip? Well, no, they, they're brothers, and I always get them confused. Okay. I can't, I can't, yeah. So, one they're of them. They're brothers. I didn't yeah, know. Yeah, they that. are brothers. They spelt yeah. this, the trip is spelt the same way. Yeah, yeah, they're brothers. One has an an amazing mustache. Yes. It is, uh, uh, yes. it's, it's like a caterpillar just yeah. sitting on his top yeah. lip. Yeah, he, yeah. 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 Okay. I, I think, I think that's Paul. I'm trying to, or I can't remember which one. 
yeah i'll say it and i'll be wrong so yeah for sure right. um um yeah so let's say uh, i don't know if this is the final book for for our study now but or that for, is the one with the thick mustache yeah thank you google there you go yeah that's the one with the the, the really thick mustache there you go yeah. so uh i don't even know i didn't know his, he had a brother yeah. i've heard another trip before yeah but yeah okay i thought they were talking about the same guy yep all right nope yeah and so uh anyway um this book here is by far, I th- I think, um, m- my my uh, favorite pastor in the sense of uh, uh, would be John MacArthur. Um, as far as uh, the exposition of the word, he's he's uh, just a blessing to me personally. Mm-hmm. Having served under him and being used, uh, having him been used by the Lord greatly in my life mm-hmm. on so many levels that we should do a whole podcast on that one day, you know, but, um, we should have him on. That would be a great well, thing too. one day. Maybe, maybe we will, we'll see what the Lord does. But anyway, he has written so many books, yeah. right? And that's one of the things I love about him because mm-hmm. I mean, that's, I've consumed so much of what he's written and, 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 and m- many of those books are nothing more than his sermons put to books. Hmm. So again, it shows you how prolific he has been in the pulpit of great at Grace Community Church for fifty plus years now. Yeah. So really, that's that's what they are. They're just his sermons put to books. He's not physically writing all of them, mm-hmm. so to speak. Some he did, but but uh, I think that goes back to why I enjoy the book so much because they're sermons, and I'd much rather listen to a sermon or read a sermon than I would a book. Mm-hmm. In many ways, I find myself reading Spurgeon all the time, right? Yeah. And they're his sermons. But anyway, this book, I think, of all the books that John MacArthur has written, I think this one will probably go down as his best book. Mm-hmm. Um, it surely was the one that probably changed my life the most by his writing. And I think I would dare say that um, I would not be alone in that. Mm-hmm. And that title of this book is The Gospel According to Jesus. And the subtitle is What is Authentic Faith? This book this book changed, or should I say solidified, probably would be a better way, solidified so much that was still fluid in my thinking about faith. Mm-hmm. Right? And, uh, and, I, and I know this to be true because I'm a pastor of a church and we deal with this all the time. So many people are confused. So many people are ambiguous. So many people are fluid. That's that's a good word. Fluid about what is true saving faith. What is real repentance? Is that even part of the gospel? Um, And John MacArthur does a masterful job of taking the reality of the lordship of Jesus Christ, meaning that salvation is all about submitting to Jesus Christ as Lord, which is exactly what Romans 10, 9 and 10 says, mm-hmm. right? It says it emphatically, without question, right? Right. That you got to confess in your heart that what? Jesus is Lord, mm-hmm. right? And, uh, of course, Jesus himself declared that many times. But he does a great job in this book, and... Um, I I just think everybody should read it. I think it would clarify so much. Now, what's interesting, the book is written as a response to other books that were written that were bad. Hmm. And so he's writing in response to books that were written that were not good. And uh, and we we won't even get into that now. But um so this book is not, is written in a context and the context is people that deny the lordship of Jesus Christ, which all, all of that is just a fancy phrase for saying they deny that repentance is part of the gospel. 
and there's a whole segment of Christianity that out that's out there that says you don't need to repent. It's just about faith. And that whole segment says you can believe in Jesus as Lord one time in your life, walk away from him, but you're still a believer. So wow. they would take people like Josh Harris and say, yeah, he's he, he believed. And now he's just falling once, away. Once saved, always yeah, saved. Yeah, he's fallen away. He's, mm-hmm. he's a carnal Christian. And mm-hmm. essentially that reality is, is, is put to rest mm-hmm. by John MacArthur in this book. And, wow. uh, because the Bible is really clear, which we dealt with in that previous podcast about that, that no, if you're a goat, you're a goat. But a goat can act like a sheep mm-hmm. for a while. But he, in the end, he'll be proven to be a goat. Yeah. He's always been a goat. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, uh, and so anyway, I, I think this book is 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 massive and encouraging and helpful. So there's the first few lists of books. Appreciate it. So um, let me run through the uh, list of books once more so that we are understanding of what it is. Uh, the first book, the, the number one book that you should always read is the Bible. And uh, we're actually going to talk about that some more because I have a few questions about the Bible. And uh, <laughs> I'm sure you do. <laughs> yeah. So the next one is Pilgrim's Progress by John Bunyan. Uh, the uh, Holiness by J.C. Ryle. What Does the Bible Say About Parenting by John MacArthur. Your Child's Profession of Faith by Dennis Gunderson. The Knowledge of the Holy by A.W. Tozer, Knowing God by J.R. Packer, The Holiness of God, R.C. Sproul was an extra one that's in there, Instrument in the Redeemer's Hands by Paul David Tripp, and The Gospel According to Jesus by John MacArthur. Uh, We will have plenty more uh, book recommendations coming out. Uh, This has actually uh, been very helpful as I try to fill my library up with uh, some good sound books that uh, are written by people with sound theology as well. And uh, we're I getting, appreciate we're getting ready to start this fall a book of the month. Oh yeah, here that'll be good. So it, yeah, that we could we could probably do some podcasts on those specific books that we're going to be highlighting and recommending. That could be future yeah. podcasts coming up. As as if that wouldn't have been fit. <laughs> like we're definitely going to do that. Ah, I love it. Yeah, definitely going to do that. <laughs> Thank you all for tuning in, and uh, we appreciate you all uh, coming and hanging out with us a little bit uh, as we do something a little different. This is the Truth Talks Reads, and I appreciate you all listening. Take care.